Welcome back, Chris. Welcome back, Scott. Hey, welcome back, everybody. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is the Battlecast, the Hidden Battles Foundation podcast. Uh, we're coming to you not live. Uh, if it was live, we you would have been listening to us a bunch of times. But this is this is one of our many takes. So we're coming to you live, not live, podcasting from Pelham, New Hampshire. So uh, one, we uh, we've been trying to do this podcast, and we have uh, technical technical difficulties constantly. So. Let's see if this one will work for us. Uh, we are young. We're new at this. This is our second actual uh, podcast. We've actually been on two other podcasts. Yes. But we had nothing to do with the technical aspect. So the engineering aspect is really killing us on this. But here we are. So uh, what we do, we, we do uh, post-traumatic stress, suicide prevention, awareness, and we do education. Uh, we are not clinical, but we are therapeutic, right? So and we think we are funny. Yeah, you know, hey, we try. And if you're not laughing with us, laugh at us, right? So what are we going to talk about today, Chris? Well, you know, um, I will say that Fox 25 News, uh, which is a Boston channel, you can check them out at uh, boston25news.com or myfoxboston.com. They did this huge news take article segment on suicide prevention with law enforcement and first responders. Um, And if you want to go and watch it and listen to it yourself, I highly suggest uh, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Hidden Battles Foundation. The link is on there. And um, I'm just going through, and there's a very interesting stat on it. So first off, in 2019, we have 31 police officers that have committed suicide alone. 31. Yeah, that's way too many. One is too many. We've said this before. One is way too many. And especially since it's all avoidable. Exactly. So, you know, with that being said, nationwide, 155 police officers took their own lives last year. That's the year of 2018. 155 police officers committed suicide. So let's start off like we always do. So if you're out there and you feel that you need some help, you need someone to talk to, or you think that somebody you know needs someone to talk to, call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. 8255. If you're a veteran, press 1. You can also text to talk. You can text T-A-L-K or H-O-M-E to 741741. There's a trained text counselor on the text line. It's a crisis line, 24 hours a day. It's free. You don't have to worry about any overages or whatever, which I don't think anybody ever gets charged anything anymore, right? No. It's not like pay by the minute. So there's a couple of them. Or if you're in dire need, 911 is always working. Always quick as easy. Absolutely. Play, right? And, you know, uh, in the first episode, there was the introductions with myself and Scott. Uh, Scott was a police officer and uh, an Army vet. I'm a dispatcher as well as a police officer. And I can speak on that aspect of dialing 911 uh, since I'm the one that answers your call. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is actually a very good song out there. It's called Answer Your Call by Shauna Jackman, who is oh, a good friend dispatcher. of the organization. Yes, yeah, good friend of the organization. Sweet girl. Um, dispatches out in Uxbridge, which is uh, Western Massachusetts, and it's a it's a good um, kind of it, it's an, it opens message your eyes, to yeah. it. It opens your eyes to what dispatchers do and uh, to answer your call. But back onto the you know the long not not to segue out, but um, she did actually sing the national anthem for the Bruins last night. That she did. I did watch that, and yeah. uh, she did a live feed, I believe. Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive that her most famous uh, performance was. Our second annual cornhole, cornhole tournament, tournament and family day. That's right. So, all right. So back to the Fox Twenty Five. So, 
as I said, nationwide last year, 155 police officers took their own lives. Um, compare that to this statistic for you. And now I'm not a huge statistics guy, and I know Scott's not either, but this one just it hits home for us because it's in regards to suicide and prevention. So 155 police officers took their own lives last year. Compare that to 129 police officers were killed in the line of duty the same year. That's accidents, that's shootings, um, work-related injury deaths. We'll yep. put it that way. And they're all avoidable. And, and to think of it as sad as it is, it's a line of duty incident. I mean, if somebody takes their life because of the job, it should be a line of duty death. I agree. I mean, it's ridiculous. But like everything, even officer-involved shootings, avoidable, you know. Uh, and, and you know what? And I know that it's going to be the DT guys and the use of force guys are going to be like, you know, and they're going to probably rip my head off or agree with me. I'm not sure. But uh, everything is avoidable. Um, but, I mean, there are signs and in, in tells for suicide and depression and post-traumatic stress. Now, like, what are some of those signs and symptoms that you might see? Well, some of them, like hypervigilance. I mean, as cops, we're already hypervigilant. As, as veterans, you're already hypervigilant. As firemen, I'm not, I'm not sure. We'd have to ask the firemen. We're going to have them on the show eventually. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, sitting with your back to the door, stuff like that. But if, if you've got a guy or a, a, a female or you have an officer that is, like, over hypervigilant, not, not the normal, you know, not the normal back to the – but, like, constantly looking out the window, worried, um, depression, um, secluding themselves, letting them, their appearance go, uh, just no motivation whatsoever, constantly late for work, constantly banging out, over-drinking, under-sleeping, over-sleeping. Uh, you know, tons of them. Um, you have, um, what was the term we were, we were talking about the other day? Um, hypersexual activity. So if you have a guy who's just like, or a girl, and it's either they're super hypersexual uh, activity or there's none at all, I mean, those are signs. If you know a guy because you've been working with them and, you know, or a girl, and I'm going to say guy a lot. I'm sorry for that. But if you know somebody and you know them well, I mean, you spend, you know, eight hours a day with them and, you know, you, then you spend uh, detail with them. And if you see that guy slipping or they're just not right, just say something. Ask them. You could spend up to almost, uh, what is it, 18 and a half hours is the yeah work spouse. Work, yeah. yeah, if you get your work spouse and you know something's not right with them, ask them. You know, because they might something not be right with them. And you got to think too. What calls have you had this week? Everything all right at home? What's huge in in law enforcement and fire? You know, and being in public service. Yeah, you go. Some of these towns are you, your radio. You're lucky if it even goes off for a shift. Yeah. But then there's some that their radio just doesn't stop. Yeah. You know what I think a lot too is the fact is, all right, you grew up in a town, right? So you grew yep. up in your town, your hometown. You work in that hometown. That's tough. You're doing first aid on people that you grew up with, friends. You're arresting friends, family maybe, you know. It's Throw it's that tough. in the mix. Oh, that's it's. You know what? It eventually, without the right, you know. Uh, and then everybody Monday morning quarterbacks you. Yeah, and it is it's a recipe for disaster. So uh, as we like to say, is we like to say, you know what? Don't be afraid to ask somebody if they're all right. Yeah. What is it? Uh, AFSP has talk save lives. That right? they do. Yeah. yeah. So think about it. Just ask somebody, hey, you all right? Just check on them. You know, let them know that you c they can talk to you. And most of the time they can. So uh, what I think of a lot of time is um, like divorce. Divorce is so high in public safety, right? Especially veterans. But it, I mean, it doesn't matter. But it's it's high. So think, if you know a guy's going through a divorce, girl's going through a divorce, just check on them constantly. So we'll play that clip. So Let's see what we got. Yeah, there's a clip uh, from Fox 25. It's technically 21 minutes long. We're not going to listen to all 21 minutes, so don't need to shut our podcast off. 
We're going to listen to a short few-second clip um, that really this hits on Yeah, this is the catcher. This is the the, the, the Op- first thing. title. Is that what it's called? Sure. All right. Shedding light on a dark secret. The badge is not a shield of armor to protect us. Our tragedies. You see a lot of death. Listening to, you know, the screams of a parent as their child's dying. Taking a hidden toll on the first responders with us at our worst moments. And I remember taking my uh, 38, placing it to my temple, and putting my finger on the trigger. Now, a new call to answer. Save these heroes who save us. We hear about officers killed in the line of duty, but we don't hear about these suicides. Tonight, a Boston 25 News special, Burden of the Badge. Here's Boston 25 Wow. It's about time. Absolutely. It's about time. Thank you, Boston Fox 25 News, because I don't I don't know if I've seen that anywhere else, and I'm on YouTube a lot. But it's about time. I, you know what? It, it, like I said, it, and it's a tragedy. If an officer gets killed in the line of duty, everybody comes to the funeral. There's, you know, in my eyes, it, there's no difference. And, and I will say the reason is not in my eyes because my brother was a corrections officer for 20 years, and my brother took his life because of stuff related to the job. You know, and I will tell you, it's all the same. You know what? If you need help, go get it. Uh, you're not going to be a weak person. Nobody's going to think anything different of it uh, or of you. And as a listen, I will, I'm going to give you the website that you're going to find a mental health provider, so you don't have to go to Human Resources. You ready? Get your pen ready. The husbands and wives that are listening, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. All right, ready? Very simple. Find treatment dot s a m h s a dot gov. Find treatment, one word, findtreatment.samhsa.gov. Or how about this one? Mentalhealthamerica.net backslash finding help. That's simple. Listen, I, I, and I, I'm going to preach, um, you know, because I've done it. I had a couple tragic calls, um, and I needed help. I went and got help. And I didn't do it through my department because I was afraid of unfit for duty. Uh, and I was. And I went, at, eventually, I was starting to feel better. And I went and I told my administration that I was seeing somebody and they, they didn't know what to do. They were like, we're not sure if this is all right. We have to call over to HR and find out. And, 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 and you know HR said, here's a pamphlet. Good for you. It's tough because, you know, um, where you talk for fit for duty, the w- two things that mean the most to police officers is what? Their gun and their badge. Yeah. The only protection that they feel they have and you take it away. And you take that away when you're unfit for duty. And now they're just like. You know, th- it doesn't mean anything. And yeah, and that's not happening. It's it, uh, it's f- unfortunate. Is as everything water bubbler talk, right? Bubbler. We'll talk about that bubbler. later. Bubbler. <laughs> all right. So water bubbler talk. Not everything you hear is the truth. You can go to a therapist for mental health evaluations and to get tune-ups. I like to call them. You can go to weekly, monthly, whatever. You can go and still be fit for duty. It's like going to a chiropractor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but it's it's mental health. And we say it all the time. So you have, I know guys that have cars they treat better than their family, right? So if that car is, you know, if it's got check engine light, what do they do? They bring the mechanic, right? Yeah. So what happens? You get when your you oil change. Yeah. And what happens to you when you're not doing well? What do you do? Nothing. No. Go get checked up. Go, you know, go get a mental checkup. And there's nothing wrong with it. You'll feel better. And if that's not for you, if sitting around kumbaya and isn't as, you know, as for you, because it's not for me, then look up Hidden Battles. We have a bunch of programs that might be for you. I know that they worked with the military. I know that uh, our participants that do our, our you know, cooking therapy program or our rucking program 
or any one of our programs, they always feel better after. We get follow-up emails from them that tell us, hey, you know what, my husband hasn't smiled in two months, thank you, or uh, we haven't done anything with the family in, in four months because it's been so busy, but we went to your Veterans Appreciation Night at the Spinners. We had a blast. Oh, we went to the movie night at the Chunkies with you guys. We had a blast. You know, we're here for you. Uh, if you have a suggestion or something you'd like to see, hit us up. Chris, tell them where to look. You know, send us an email at podcast.hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com, podcast.hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com. Uh, go check that out. Send us a message. You know, with stuff that you may want to see or hear on the podcast. And, you know, Scott was talking about some of the programs that we do, the um, cooking therapy class, the movie night, the spinners night. I will tell you right now that we're not beating around the bush saying that these are good programs. Uh, they, They're proven. They are proven. When we first started the cooking night, it was literally trying to drag people to come to the this for a night out for two to three hours with your significant other, your spouse, your kids whatever, to come and do a cooking class. Yeah. Well, now we have a cooking class that we'll throw it up on an event Facebook page. It's sold out in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. we're not talking like five people. We, our current cooking class, which is February 16th, uh, it is full, unfortunate, but just look at our Hidden Battles page and you'll see. We have nine couples coming. And, and, and the industrial kitchen that we use, I know we've, we've talked this about this in prior podcasts, uh, hopefully they made the podcast because we're at the point now that we've recorded and deleted so many. I'm not even sure what's in them anymore. Mm-hmm. But we go to UTEC. UTEC is an industrial kitchen that's rented out by businesses that don't have kitchens. They're caterers or whatever. So we go down there, and my sister, Michelle, she's a chef. She's classically trained. She puts on the cooking program. You show up. You cook. You, you drink a, a spirit that's paired to the food. It's you and your wife, significant other. If, if you have a, uh, a teenage child, uh, you know, kid, you bring them and you have a good time. You leave good, and we've gotten positive feedback from it's it. It's fun, yeah. and you don't. And you, it's not like you make stuff from a box. It's all oh, from it's scratch. It's all not farm from a to box. table, or it, oh, farm to table. We can't afford that. But no, it's it's all fresh product. It's not you aren't getting anything from Stouffer's. Um, my sister will literally throw you out if you think that you're going to open a box up and make it something there. But I mean. It's it's programs like that, and and that's what we find working. Oh, rucking! I just talked to a therapist the other day, who's a, a sweetheart, really smart, believes in the cause. She does it herself. She's out there doing work. She's saving lives, and she told us that rucking is actually very therapeutic because of the right left brain, the way that you not trick it, but you reset it by marching. Wow! Uh, so, and, and she said it a lot better because obviously she's educated, and I'm I'm like a I'm a, like a rock. All right. But, yeah, so we ruck. It's a military term for backpacking with weight, but you do it with other people. Um, we do that as soon as the weather clears up. We'll be doing it at, at Benson's on Wednesday nights. Some people have asked us to do it on weekend mornings, which we can do that also too. But so we have these programs in place for people who want to go out and do something other than sit around and talk about our feelings because, let's just face it, we're not those guys. We're no, not. You want to go out and spend time with your family? Come to one of our movie nights. We try to do two, maybe three over the course of a calendar year, depending on what's playing, what's new, uh, big thing. And we have one coming that will be in June at some time. I think it's at the end of June. Yeah, I want to say it's like the 29th, June maybe? I think it's the 30th. Okay. It's a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have it's four tickets per family, but some we can accommodate, you know, more if you have 
you know, three kids, four kids, five kids. Yeah, let well, us know. Yeah, we make it work for you. And it doesn't cost you anything. We're doing Secret Life of Pets Part 2, which is actually a very funny movie. I haven't seen the first one, so well, I'm going to have to catch up on it. The first one's it's hysterical. you got to see it. There's more adult humor in it than anything. So, But, yeah, like, like Chris has said, we do free popcorn and, and free lemonade. So, you know what? It, it doesn't cost you anything. If you want to eat at Chunky's, and they have pretty decent food there, um, you know, then that's on you. But still, think of it. You've committed yourself to a date with your family. It doesn't cost you anything. No. And it takes that stress off because, you know what? You know what you're doing. You know where you're going. You're not paying. The end. Exactly. Yeah. It's literally a free event. And those yeah. s- sell out pretty very quickly yeah, as well. Yeah, those go quick also. You know, yeah. and it, that's 120 seats. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. we post online on a uh, Facebook event page. You have to get vetted in order to um, go, so it has to have some type of uh, first responder military connection there. Yep. And, um, you know, then we release the tickets to you. You come see us at the door, and, you know, it's that simple. you just you go and have fun. Yeah. It's a great night, and the only hassle that you might have is sitting in traffic for a few minutes yeah and it's in nashua it's in I nashua mean, if you're in the greater lowell there. area on a sunday up route three that's nothing oh that's like five minutes yeah so uh, but we have people come from all over yeah we have uh what, what jody and his wife came all the way from western mass yes yeah um i had um some academy classmates and stuff that came up from haverhill area from yeah. uh the north shore yep yeah uh, absolutely. which is like so. the salem uh yeah Salisbury, that that kind of yeah. area I there. I mean, we have we have a therapeutic program uh, for yoga that's going. Uh, that's going to be starting up soon, and that's in the Y. My uh, chiropractor tells me I need to do uh, yoga. Yoga. I will. I will tell you, I am not flexible at all, and I and I take yoga when it's that night, and I usually sleep, and the lady lets me sleep, and I am not a sleeper like Chris. We are up all the time, so that explains why you'll get messages and emails from us at you know two three in the morning, but I go to yoga. And I'm not flexible. I really don't do all those poses and stuff, and they don't really expect you to. But at the end, I'm passed out on the floor sleeping. And it's not from exertion. It's just because I'm actually really relaxed. And even my wife has told me I sleep so much better that night after yoga. So, I mean, little things. You know what? Try it. It's free. You're not investing in anything. It's not like you're buying some membership to a gym and going, oh, this is really not for me, you know? So what else you got over there, Chris? Uh, You know, I'm I'm, – just kind of scrolling through the articles and everything else. And in, in that uh, beh- burden of the badge behind the badge there. The oh, wait. Clocks, thank you for not stealing our tagline. Yes. Because our tagline is defend our offenders. And theirs was um like, what was it, save our saviors or something? Save <laughs> our responders or no, it's, yeah, something along. Something like that. But but thank you, Fox, for not ripping that off. And, and you know, I'm just re- I'm reading down, and it says – a frank discussion, and you can watch the panel discussion itself. It's a 15-minute clip. And uh, when it comes to suicide among first responders, we're not just talking about police. It's an issue that affects firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, and dispatchers. Uh, so Fox 25 actually sat down with first responders themselves, and it's a discussion that they had back and forth about the calls that they've seen or and, you know, they don't go into all this detail to make it so it's a HIPAA violation or, you know, to make it so you know exactly what they're talking about. They just give you the bread and, and butter without all the filling in there. Yeah. In the center. You know, it is. It's, it's, and we talk about debriefing. Um, well, we haven't talked about it yet on podcast, but debriefing's huge when it comes to um, traumatic events. I know the firefighters always do debriefings, but police never do debriefings. You know, I think it's because it gets in the way of overtime and details. You know, 
but it's like we, we sit there and like I've been in two tragic like real like bad murder suicide and I've, I've been involved in those two and I had one debriefing those are both of them yeah it was on the second one they they figured that oh. we should probably get a debriefing and it didn't even uh, touch the first one uh, and the I because it's not no because that yeah. was like six years ago and we've actually made huge steps towards coming to bring this to the light obviously if Fox News is doing it Absolutely. you know but I mean but well but well, but we'll talk about a deflated football all over friggin' all over the world, right? Oh, you mean Tom Brady and yeah. Patriots, the yeah. ones who just won well, the Super Bowl champions? Yeah, the right? Super Bowl champions, Six rings, baby. <laughs> but yeah, they'll talk about that, but they won't talk about this. The people that have come to your house and save you, run into a burning building and save you, do CPR on somebody they've never met. Yep. And they won't talk about it, but they'll talk about a football. That's depressing. Uh, How does that make you feel? Yeah. You know, it, I mean, you know, pol- police and are in some bad light and everything else, right? You know, they were. Actually, we're coming back around. We're, we're on the upstroke. Around. And I will say, you know, body cams are one thing that's out there that p- it's a mixed feeling. About. You know what? This is the way I look at body cams, and I'm not an advocate for them, but I will tell you. Like, uh, my department, we had AVLs. We had the GPSs on the car. And I was never a crazy driver. Um, but the thing is, is, it's almost like you're driving around with your supervisor. So subconsciously, you know not to drive like a moron, right? Exactly. So you just drive, you drive like a normal person. I think with body cameras, it's almost that sense of, one, it's going to keep you almost to the point where you're like, you know what, subconsciously, I, you know, I'm being watched. Which you should be that way anyway because everybody's at the camera now, right? But two, it shows them. And that's the thing. We've talked about this before. We've talked about on YouTube clips. They'll show a, a 10-second video of, of some guy getting tossed to the ground and everybody throws their hands up. Oh, my God. Oh, did you see what that officer did? He choke slammed him, but yet they didn't show the 35 minutes before that where, you know, he spit in the, in the guy's face and he threw a, a chair at him yep. and he tried stabbing him and, you know, he kicked up the back window of his cruiser. And even now there's, you know, but other the body ones. cams will show that. And, and it's been proven. How many how many YouTube videos are coming out where, and I, uh, you know what, God bless you down south, the sheriff's departments that are releasing all these videos. I don't know how you, how you do it. <laughs> oh, their, their rebuttals are amazing. There's one in Virginia, and uh, there's probably some people who have already seen it because it pops up on Facebook, it pops up on YouTube. There's this lady who got pulled over in Virginia, and the body cam footage was end- ended up getting released from this uh, yeah. sheriff down in Virginia. Love that guy. And she said that um, he was racist, belittled her, did X, Y, and Z, and here she is doing this video, and she's bawling her eyes out. Now, everybody's reading the comments going, F the police, oh, we hate the police, uh, police brutality, racism, all this other stuff. It just feeds into the hate. And, and you know, at this point right now, I, I tell people all the time, how can you hate somebody that doesn't know you? Well, it's like Tom Brady. Everybody's like, oh, they hate him because he's so, he can't do anything, he does this, he does that. It just makes you better. When mm, somebody yeah. hates you, it makes you do your job ten times better. Yeah. Hence why we just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a good segue. I like that way. We got back into that, huh? We did. We're just rubbing it in the faces. We have no followers right now because, <laughs> but when we do get followers, and I hope they're out in L.A., we can actually say that to them, like, "Hey, Red Sox Patriots, how you doing?" But you know, now the actual footage was released by the sheriff of that department in Virginia, and it shows minutes prior to the stop, all the way to minutes after the stop, and the entire interaction. Nothing's cut out because I will tell you right now, it is impossible. To cut out body cam footage. Oh, yeah. But that's You'll the thing. You'll know. I mean, we're not a political show at all, and we're not going to go that route. But like I said, it, you know what? At, to get back on, everything's avoidable. And I think that with 
with body cams and stuff, yeah. I think honestly it can be used for traumatic events so we can analyze what these people are seeing and how yeah. we can help them. Because some guys may say, oh, no, I'm fine. I, I don't need anything. And those usually, like my brother, well, never, never, ever would have thought that. But body cams, now you start to see something and you're like, wow, now I'm seeing it through this person's eyes in a sense. Yeah. And maybe we should get this guy some help. Whether or not he li you know what? Listen, why is it not me? If we can make a guy go to AA because he has a drinking problem, why can't we make a guy go to some sort of, you know, mental health, you know, counseling? They there don't have to sit. There's, a lo there's local PDs that have things like that in place. Burlington PD. Burlington PD. Mm -hmm. Danny Houston, who's on the board for Hidden Battles, mm -hmm. police officer in that town. Yep. And, and they do. They have a peer support group. And, exactly. th and if they see a guy that they think is struggling, they pull him aside and they talk to him. You know, and that's what they need. They, everybody needs a chief. What I just read a study. Um, what was it? The Rudiman. I think it's Rudiman the Rudiman. Yeah, the Rudiman White Pages uh, out of an institute out of New York did a study. It's like 46 pages long. And they said only 3 to 5% of police departments actually have any type of suicide prevention program. That, that's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And Burlington PD is one of them. But I know I just talked to my chief, and he was telling me that um, that now there's a regional um peer support group which is great now they come out uh, but is that the one on like the hospital there yeah on site the one that's not associated on, it's not on, on site yeah i think it's associated on site but um but yeah no that's great it's a huge start but i like i said i think every supervisor should go to some sort of training for the signs and symptoms of post-traumatic stress suicide and depression and i honestly think they do because when i had it i was banging out sick all the time i, I literally i was show i showed up late twice and i got written up for it and nobody said anything to me except, uh, yeah, you've been written up and this is because nobody knew. And it was what do we always say? Education, training, education, training, education, training. And that's what saves us in court. Right. You know, we but just what's going to save our lives. Absolutely. And we just uh, we're at a public safety facility in one of the local towns doing a presentation. Uh, speaking of our public speaking abilities yeah, and peer support, yeah, absolutely. Peer support. You know, we went out and just did a quick presentation for people from the department and looking around that room, there were. A few chiefs and high-ranking officials that yeah, were the on whole the admin were there. All their admin were there, and you know what? Bravo! Yeah, good job. Because that is one big, big step is to see your admin in the same room with people that they work with, going to the same training and talk. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't really say training, but more of a talk about signs and symptoms. So that they know what to look for. Yeah, and when I was talking about my story, I was talking about my brother's story, and I would bring up stuff. I'm saying, you know, I'm like hypervigilant. I'm like lack of sleep, oversleeping. I said sitting on the couch, irritable for no reason whatsoever, snapping, mood swings. And I'm saying this, and when I start bringing up examples, half the half everybody in there nodding. And they have wives there, and their wives are looking at the husband going, that's you. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's you. And that's the thing. These There's these, there's these telltales, you know what I mean? And they're all out there, and a little training will get you that. Uh, we are available. We are free. We are a nonprofit. If you think your department could benefit from us coming in and talking to you, and you know, and just giving you a shed some light on some of the you know suicide prevention tricks that they're out there, and they're not even tricks. They just open your eyes, pay attention, take care of your guys. You know, one of the best supervisors I've ever had, Lieutenant Herbie Cody, and I will say his name all the time. If you are in Massachusetts and you're a police officer and you own a badge that says you Red Sox. Or Patriots, or a patch that says Red Sox Patriots, you know Herbie Cody because that's Herbie. Herbie said to me, and and surprisingly, Herbie was not a uh, a veteran, but he got like that whole veteran. I'm going to take care of my guys thing. Herbie said to me all the time, 
You can't take care of number two and take care, care of number one. If you're going out and you have all this you know, baggage in your head and you're going out to do your call, you're not at your A game. You're not. No way. So, I mean, that's the thing. We come out. We'll talk. We'll help you guys out. We'll help you in initiate a plan, you know, and get a program going for you to take care of you guys because that's what you got to do. You know, I one of the local departments I work with, I um, I was talking to one of the guys the other day. I go, so how do you uh, deal with getting ready for work and changing your mindset from your home life to your work life? And he, because you know nobody drives to work in their uniform or anything else. Nobody, you don't want no people to know really you're a police officer. Well, unless you're in the first year of your job and you want everybody to know, especially yeah. if you're single and live in your parents' basement. Yeah, you need to wear that everywhere. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, he. The exact ter- set thing he said to me is, as soon as I put my bulletproof vest on, he goes, I'm in the mindset that, okay, I'm a cop. I'm going to save people. I'm out of a different mindset. And he doesn't treat people differently on the road. He does it as if they were, you know, friends, family, everything else. But he can change his mindset as soon as you put that vest on. Uh, so I'm going to say it again because I, we might have rattled, rattled some cobwebs and made you think. So here's some numbers, all right? So this is the the talk line, and this is the, you know, support line that you can actually get. So 1-800-273-TALK. It's 1-800-273-8255, or text HOME, like where you live, H-O-M-E, or TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. Like I said, if if we're making you honestly think, and you should be thinking, hey, maybe I need somebody. Maybe I just need to talk to somebody, you know, then, hey, hit those lines up. It's free. You know, it's confidential. And you know what? It's a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week, 365-day-a-year number, um, whether you text or call. And just think of it. It could be a phone call or even a text message that saves your life or somebody else's. Absolutely. Give them a call and say, hey, listen, even if you think there's somebody out there that needs help and you're not the one that's going to be able to help them, it's just not in your capacity to help them. Give them a call. They'll they'll direct you in the right direction. No, I'm just going to... I'm just going to, you know, kind of say this now. So Bill Evans, the who's the retired Boston police commissioner and now the Boston College police chief, um, this is a quote directly from him. If you need help, go get it. You're not a weak person. You owe it to your family. You owe it to your fellow officers or coworkers to make sure you go home physically fit, fit and mentally fit. Our hope is that... Uh, this leads to more people ta- uh, talking about ways to save our rescuers who may feel trapped. I will tell you, so in the 10 years of being in the military, I've met some real high-speed dudes. Like, I've met some real professional pew-pew guys, you know. And uh, and those guys, they all debrief. All the Special Forces guys debrief. A lot of them have to have unit psychologists, right? And unit, So I know some pretty high-speed cops that are on regional SWAT teams. Those guys come out to our programs, and it's not because they need help. It's that it's that tune-up, you know. It's sure. them coming out and going, you know what, I'm going to clear my mind for the day, and that's it. And you know what, it, and it beats the bottle. And don't get me wrong, hey, I'm up for the, you know, the the social drink, but it, it, you know, it beats you finishing a bottle, you know. So yeah, don't think you're weak because I'll tell you, these guys here, I I'd walk into hell behind them because it, these guys are they're they're bad Larrys, you know. So don't think you're weak. And uh, you know what? Hey, and if you're weak, then I'm weak because I get help, you know. And I honestly, these every program that we do helps me out. It helps other people out. And it helps a lot of a lot of guys that are more high speed than a lot of people listening. 
So, I mean, for you to say, oh, I'm weak, no, it, 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 that's the weakest part of you, is you calling yourself weak. And, and that's my Tony Robbins for the day. What else we got? Want to talk about some fun things? What, what do you want to talk about? Fun things? Yeah. Let's talk about what Boston was just named historically for. Besides being Super Bowl champions? No, according to champions? somebody, we actually now have the worst traffic in the country. Which Where I thro- are those I people from? I throw up the BS card because the w- even the worst, unless they were coming home from that fantastic thing I called the Patriots rolling rally after they won their sixth championship. Oh, you with mean the one that you uh, sat in a line to get on a train for like three hours? Yeah, it was, it was two hours. But anyway, it was worth it. But two hours on a train. Uh, listen, in the height of traffic, even with 93 and 128 shut down, it never took me six hours to get home. California, people sit on the highway for four to six hours. And you're trying to tell us Boston's worse. I'm going to call BS, and I'm going to say that that was probably done by the U- UCAL you know, Transportation Department or something. Must have been on a day that uh, Boston sports teams were having parades. Maybe, maybe. But L.A. doesn't know what that's like right now. So. Well, we've beat them twice, yeah. World Series. and. Uh, you know what the thing is, though? And w- and we don't have Jay Green with us, and I can't wait for Jay to join us because he is either. a Boston sports freak. But the rivalry between the Lakers and the Celtics was there was great, and if the Lakers won, we were like, hey, at least it was the Lakers. You know, we mm-hmm. hate them, but still. But now it's like, oh, L.A. We beat L.A. It's like good. They don't deserve that, you know. But I I do, you know, I'm a Boston sports fan and everything else. I do feel bad for him. In a hundred days, they've lost two major games i'm done feeling sorry for him now that was my my pause for five tenths of a second to feel bad for him i don't feel bad for him i don't i know keep in mind i grew up in the city i grew up in dorchester i grew up when red Sox sucked i grew up when the patriots were horrible i grew up when when they went against the steelers in 85 for the super bowl and they got murdered. You mean when they were also handing out tickets trying to get people to go to Celtics and Bruins games yeah. because they couldn't get people exactly. in the seats? Yeah, exactly. I remember my father would give me 10 bucks, and me and my brother would go down to the Red Sox. I remember my dad worked in Boston, and they'd be walking around uh, North Station just mm-hmm. handing out tickets to whatever sports game was happening yeah. tonight to get people in the seats. What was the curse? How, what, 82 years? 82, I think, yeah. Yeah. A- we waited 82 years. You know what? I don't feel bad for anybody. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, I mean it's uh, title town. Yeah, so let's talk about some good books that uh that we've been, we've actually, and we're going to be coming up on our two year anniversary in June, June first. Um, and in the in the short time that we've been around, we've actually been blessed with some awesome connections. We've made some great friends. We've been picked by some fantastic people and chosen and given some great swag and, um. And you know what? We're we're honestly, I, I, you know, hey, I'm blessed, blessed life. No, I, I'm not that guy. But this seriously, we've done some great stuff, and we've been blessed with great things. So, Chris, tell them about this book. So this one book, um, I ended up getting reached out on LinkedIn. If any of you are on LinkedIn, um, Doctor Andy Young reached out to me. He, I don't know if he's a police officer or he. I believe he just does. Um, you know, crisis team stuff. He worked down at the uh, Lubbock Police Department down south. And um, he reached out to me on LinkedIn and saw what we did with Hidden Battles. And he ended up uh, signing a few books. Now, he made a uh, 
book. It's called Fight or Flight. And I will say that that book is unbelievable. Um, I've been able to read through it, and some of the stuff he touches on is just unbelievable as far as what's in there. And, um, you know, Andy and I have uh, talked a few different times on LinkedIn, and he autographed the books for me. He has a great website, and you can read all about them, but I, I follow him on his Facebook page, too, and that guy is the real deal, Andy Young. Oh he yeah. just, he's always out at different SWAT callouts or hostage situations, and he's a trained negotiator. He knows signs and symptoms, and he's the one who does debriefings. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I stepped away for a second, so I can't really say I agree with everything you say because I didn't <laughs> know what you said. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, and to get books like this and for these professionals, to look into our, our programs and say, hey, you know, you guys are doing good things and send us off this stuff. That means a lot. And Absolutely. You know and it means that we're, we're doing something that's working. Um, and it gives us kind of um, another training aspect for ourselves to read through like a firsthand perspective of somebody who s physically goes in it and does what they need to do. And now you're seeing, you know, you're kind of getting your training. You're just, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So another person that we uh we re well we were reached out to by so, I got a call one day uh, from an individual whose name is Jerry Richardson. Now Jerry is the brother of uh, Chad Littlefield. Do you know what Chad Littlefield is? I do. I do. Okay, so to people who don't know and you don't want to Google right now, uh, Chris Kyle was a Navy SEAL. Um, you know him as the what was he the devil of uh, Ramadan, right? Ramadan or, uh, but yeah, he was Navy SEAL. He was the most decorated, most confirmed kills. Um, as a Navy SEAL in the history of the United States military. When he was killed in Texas, he was with another Navy SEAL who was Chad Littlefield. Now, it, and it stinks that Chad didn't get the same um, recognition when he, was, uh, when he had passed and the same fanfare as uh, Chris did. So Jerry reached out to us and told us that he had been in contact with a Navy SEAL and I'm sorry, I'm from Massachusetts. I'm going to butcher your name. Uh, so it's Ephraim Matos, um, or Matos. He's a former Navy SEAL. He wrote a book called City of Death. Um, so Scott McEwen is the author, uh, co-author of the American Sniper book, right? So Scott reached out to him and said, hey, I want to do a book. And um, Ephraim said, listen, I, I already did a Navy SEAL book. I, I don't want to do another one. So he wrote a book called City of Death, and it's the Humanitarian Warriors in the Battle of Mosul. So he is now a retired Navy SEAL, but he goes over to other countries as a private contractor to fight the Taliban, to bring the fight to the Taliban. So in this book, he talks about how he dealt with post-traumatic stress, how he dealt with uh, hating his enemy, and a, uh, and a bunch of other issues. If this guy, and I'm going to tell you right now, this guy's more badass than anybody listening to this program and, and he I, gets isn't help. he the one that got like shot like six times yeah so if you're a youtuber like us what happened was that if you go on and you look up just pull up his name you'll see him he runs over a body of children to grab one child and as he's running back he gets shot and it's all on youtube and then he gets up and then they show how he ex they get ex they extract him so they're behind like an abrams tank and the guy gets shot gets up and so i guess he got shot twice that day and this guy gets help. And uh, listen, we may not be the help for you. A therapist may not be the help for you. 
but you got to get help. If these guys are getting help and all these special forces and all these like SWAT doctors and all these crazy other people are getting help, then you know what? Jump on the train, you know, stop buying all your airsoft stuff and making you look like a special operator and, and just follow their lead on that. Go out and do that stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it's nice to, you can, r- a lot of these guys write all their thoughts down. Mm. It's almost like a book. Yeah, journal it. I, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it, maybe that works for somebody. It, it might. There's so many, so many things out there. And you know what? Reach out to another guy. If you see a guy who, and this guy, like, is walking on cloud nine all the time, nothing ever bothers him, ask him how he does it. Some guys, I know young guys that they go to the gym, and that works for them. It does. It's scientifically proven, medically proven, that going to the gym is better for you mentally and physically. You know, like, it's, it's like not for me, though. It's like a New Year's resolution. Yeah, but the, you know these guys. These guys are like the ones who pound a large cheese pizza at shift, and then they go and go to the gym, and they're still ripped. And me and I'm getting fatter watching them eat that pizza. Yeah. So, But, hey, listen, we actually have some of these books, the City of Death books. If you fire us off an email at podcast.hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com, I will get one in your hand. So that's podcast.hiddenbattlesfoundation at gmail.com. Or send me a PM or Chris a PM, a private message on Facebook at the Hidden Battles page, or on Twitter at the Hidden Battles page, or even Instagram. Yeah. Or LinkedIn. Find us on LinkedIn. I, I'm not a LinkedIn guy. I just I set it up because one of the board members said we needed to, and I don't know. Chris is a more of a LinkedIn guy. You know, I mean, I'm just start kind of starting out my career for the most part, even though I've been dispatching for a long time. But it's still, it's a good way to reach out to people that um, and get your name out there and just see what other departments are doing. Um, it It's, you know... We're pretty good at responding to uh, the Facebook messages, though. We have a 100% response time, and it's usually within 5 to 10 minutes that somebody gets back to you. Yeah, it's quick, and we usually get back to you twice because it's either Chris getting you or I'm getting you, one of the two. Sometimes it's at the same time because, you know, being in law enforcement, your phone's on 24-7, 365 because, God forbid, you get a page that says emergency detail. You're like, woohoo! Yeah, and I might miss a YouTube video of somebody putting something through a shredder. That's my new new thing. I got to watch their shredder videos. Oh, like the bowling ball. Yeah, I, I told you about that one. Yeah. But yeah, and like uh, people take like toothpaste and throw it in there, and you're like fascinated that the fact that it just squirted out of the top four feet. Uh, w- I don't, I didn't expect it to do anything other than that, but I'm still fascinated by it. Yeah, but, but yeah. Know, so shoot us off a message on Facebook, and one of us will get back to you. Both of us will get back to you. Um, there's only two people that have access to it: myself and Scott. And you know, we're very good at keeping it obviously confidential and just yeah. keeping it to ourselves and. Um, nothing you say gets published on any of our pages. It just it goes to me and his eyes only. Yeah, That's the only, it. The only thing that'll happen is if you come to our, one of our programs and we take a picture of you, we honestly ask you if we can post a picture first. You know, and that's it. Um, but uh, you know what? Listen, if you think there's something we can do better, by all means, nicely tell us. Uh, don't be a dick about it. You know, um, you have a suggestion. You want us to talk about something. Chris has mentioned it before. You want us to t- uh, talk about a topic. You want to try for us to get somebody in here to talk about a topic, then we will. Shoot us off a text, shoot us off an email, and let us know, and, and we'll definitely try to accommodate you. And if you don't want to email us you and you want to do it kind of anonymously, mm-hmm. go ahead to our uh, hiddenbattlesfoundation.org website and just hit the contact us link. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that will, you know. And that prompts you right to me, right to Scott. Right to Scott. Lucky yeah. you. Yeah. Yay. And I'll actually I'll email you back quick. Like I said, and Chris, is, and we can't tell you enough. Everybody lives on their phone. 
and that we're no different. If my son doesn't have my phone, I have it. But we'll get back to you. Uh, let us know how we're doing. You know, I, this is our second one um, that we're actually going to publish and push up there. Um, and, and that's it. I mean, we're coming to the end right now, but we just want to say, uh, you know, look out for each other. Look out for the ones you love and the ones that are you know out there for you. You know, just like I said, we defend our defenders, and that's what we're here for. Um, Sounds uh, like an Ellen DeGeneres thing. Be kind to one another. Yes, exactly. But I'm not dancing between like <laughs> the crowd. And yeah. And she has longer hair than me, which uh, is fun. I don't know. So anyway, um, but that's it pretty much. Um, you got anything, Chris? I do not. You know, it, I just uh, want everybody to keep that number in mind. If you need help, uh, 1-800-273-8255. The 1-800-273-TALK. Or text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. If you ever need help, and feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, or send us an email. We'll love to hear from you. And uh, Yeah, the only thing we're not on is Tinder and Grinder. I think. Yeah. W- and I have no desire to go on either. <laughs> no, <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> All right, everybody. But well, On that note, you know, uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, hopefully you'll come back for more. Yeah, well, if, you know, if you're a glutton for punishment, you will. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care, everybody.